Welcome to a brand new podcast here at Imperative MX called the Local Scene Podcast. In these episodes, we talk to individuals from around the surrounding area within the Southeast motocross local scene from riders to track owners, promoters, vendors, and much, much more. To get their insight, learn more about them and what they do to help the local scene. And of course, we do all that by having them here on the Imperative MX Local Scene Podcast. On this second episode, we have the owner-operator of Birch Creek Motorsports Park in beautiful Sutherland, Virginia, Charles Snyder, to speak about how and why he became the owner of Birch Creek, his background in the sport, owning a flooring company and sponsoring some local series and races, and some upcoming races that are happening at Birch Creek to look forward to. Thanks to all of the sponsors supporting us here on these new Imperative MX Local Scene podcasts. Support the ones that support the local scene, like West Virginia Motorsports, PR Motorsports, Total Control Racing Suspensions, and Dirt Industries Custom Graphics. And without further ado, let's talk to Charles Snyder from Birch Creek Motorsports Park. And as we said off the top, we do have Charles Snyder from Birch Creek Motorsports Park and, of course, Piedmont Flooring's here on the line. Charles, like I said, uh, thanks a lot for coming on and doing this. Now, I appreciate the opportunity a whole lot and, and excited to to uh, be part of the show. Absolutely. Um, so first question uh, that I have, you know, we've actually never uh, seen each other face-to-face and, and talk. And uh, one of the first things is, uh, why and how uh, did Birch Creek come about uh, for you? Kind of walk me through the process of, because uh, we know Ken Farrell used to own it, of course, and he stepped down and, um, yeah, to kind of walk me through it a little bit. So it goes back a little bit further when I was, uh, had a life change um, years ago and decided to get back into riding. And um, I was hair scramble racing and around went to, uh, Lake Sugar Tree. Okay. I ran into I ran into Ryan and uh, Smith, and really was impressed with the facility. I'd never been there before. Um, I'm a transplant to the area, so okay. um, it was a it was a neat situation. So basically, um, after that race in 2012, I believe it was, I became Ryan's title sponsor out there at Lake Sugar Tree, and so that relationship continued. I don't ride as frequently as I'd like to. I've got second marriage, kids, you know, eight, 12, mm-hmm. uh, 23, you know, that kind of stuff. So, um, but I'm passionate about the sport. I grew up out West around the sport in Arizona, New Mexico, Nevada, you know, that kind of stuff. And, um, just always something that I didn't quite have the opportunity as a young man to partake in because my family was in the military and we were moving a lot and traveling. And, um, and so, I just, I stayed, because of the passion, I stayed involved with it. I and got you. Yep. all of a sudden, during COVID, we're, we're, you know, we're basically ripping and roaring. Um, and I went to Birch Creek for the first time. Mm. And, and as crazy as that sounds, I went to Birch Creek for the first time. Yeah, and, yeah no kidding. And I, and I heard that it was, uh, it was up for sale. And, um, and I kind of spitballed with Ryan a little bit about what that dynamic looks like and how that shakes out. And then I found out that, you know, uh, it was Carl Reynolds, Ken Farrell, and and uh, Rusty yep. Reynolds had a little something to do with it. And the, you know, I don't drink, but it was like hold my beer. Yeah, you know, right. I went to work. Yeah. Like, how can I make this happen? This would be awesome. Yeah. And um, not thinking about the work involved, not thinking about all the things. And so, 
that that's how it all came about and timing just worked out that I sold a commercial property in uh, Lynchburg okay. that afforded me to have the disposable income to you know acquire the track and and then I panicked <laughs> and, I, and I asked I was like Ryan what do I do I don't know what I'm doing man you want to be a partner with me and so um, how can we make this work so Ryan jumped in and, and helped me and um, ultimately I've taken over the full reins um, the last part of this year okay. um, so it's been a fun ride man it's been a really fun ride and learning a lot and uh, you know just want to see that place come back to all of its glory days that I've heard and Ken understands that and he's supportive of that he knows that they just didn't kind of keep up with the you know the, the facility like they should have right because of their age honestly yeah. because of their age you know and so yeah man yeah no i've i've been going to birch creek i've been around this this area uh all my life and uh lake sugar tree and birch creek were you know uh probably 50 percent of the races that we went to every year and uh i heard a little bit of uh talk that ken was uh uh getting rid of it and putting it up for sale and was kind of thinking about you know who's gonna take the reins over and who's going to do the series races and you know keep up with the facility because it is a very big facility and it's a lot of work and um you know the older older that i get now and now talking to track owners track promoters and that sort of thing you really get a grasp on how much work actually goes into one of these uh tracks and facilities I had no idea. I had no clue. And and honestly, I just showed up and rode. And the only reason why I'd never ridden at Birch is because by the time I was doing hair scrambles um, in the, you know, 20 teens, right. um, it they weren't running them there anymore because right. they had lost the use of the, the adjoining 400 acres there. And, and um, I heard about all these amazing races that were had there in the hair scramble, you know, uh, genre and um, discipline. But I, I never got a chance to ride there. So Ryan was the only real – Virginia Motorsports Park, some places like that were other race facilities that had hair scramble races, but for the most part, we were in the rural areas on non-race facilities, more on large parcels of land, you know, that promoters were having access to use. So, um, you know, I didn't know anything about Birch, but we went, my kids loved it. We had a great time and, you know, it, it, it was a, a child, you know, I say this, there's still a kid inside of me yeah. at 46 years old. And, you know, I feel like, man, wouldn't it be cool to own a track? Not <laughs> thinking about how much work was involved. And then when we made the deal, it was like, uh Oh, now, now rubber meets the road. Right. Now we right. gotta go. Now we gotta go do this, you know, buying is one part of it, but, uh, you know, pulling it off and doing it. And we already had qualifiers lined up and all these things. And it was like, my eyes got really big oh yeah and my nerves got a little shaky and i was like yeah i gotta go find somebody that can help me and you know ryan being who he is and and you know my segue into the industry around here uh, in the sport um he said i got you you know yep. and um he's, he's been really supportive you know the group that he has the team that he's had has helped you know facilitate some of that stuff for us um to make sure that it doesn't miss a beat if that makes sense when it comes to the race weekends and that we get through the motos and showing me the ropes and, right you know what for a year and a half you know he, he's been my 50 50 and you know he's kind of passed the torch now and, and it's solely mine he's helping me with the you know the races that are throughout the rest of this year and, and we'll continue to do so anytime i need him oh yeah but we're you know got, got i got i got some sure footing underneath of me now and no, so that's good um yeah. Yeah, and uh, and uh, you know, I've I've known Ryan for a really really long time, and he loves the sport just as much as I do. And 
Um, you know, he has a lot of background and a lot of knowledge in the sport. And, you know, for, you know, the District 13 up there, you know, it's it's important to have, um, you know, Birch Creek on the schedule uh, every year. And, you know, from qualifiers to all of the crazy um, amateur races that I've watched, you know, from Zach Osborne to, um, you know, Austin Stroop and Taylor Futrell, Les Smith, Nick Hayes, you know, there's so many, you know, Jim Neese, there's so many riders that have come through that area and, and um, you know, so many track changes that has happened and awesome memories for us, you know, going, going down there all the way down to the bottom of the pit where the uh, river or the creek uh, flows and, you know, camping out and hanging out with our friends and stuff. It would have been really uh, detrimental, I think, to the area if that place were to um, go under. And I'm glad somebody like you uh, took the reins, didn't really know what was going on, but you were willing to, you know, like you said, sell a piece of commercial property and, and put your time and effort into it. And that's what we need in this uh, in this local area is, is guys like you. And you were talking about that you are a big sponsor for, um, you know, Lake Sugar Tree from 2012 and on. And I think Ryan saw that, that you were a um, a good person. You invested your time and your money, your business's money, right? And, you know, going to do these things to help out the local scene. And, yeah, you, you know, you were able to invest that money and, and put it into something good. And I think, um, you know, you may not get as much um, triumph you know, per se, you know, from, a, from everybody. Right. But I think a lot of people are really, really stoked that you, um, you know, put your hand on top of it and, 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 you know, now it's pretty much yours and it's, and it's awesome to see. Well, I, I'm glad to, you know, hear that. And, you know, it, it, I didn't really know what, what I said when I said, I, you know, I want to buy it and, you know, hold my per se and let me make this happen. And, and Ken, Ken, um, uh, you know, a testament to Ken basically is he looked at me and said, you know, you're the right guy. And right. so I'll make a deal with the right guy. He said, you got, you got the heart, your passion, you're young er than we are. You've got kids in the sport. It's a great fit and I'm not going to abandon you. And Ken hasn't abandoned me either. Rusty Reynolds hasn't abandoned me. Right. Carl Reynolds hasn't abandoned me. Those guys answer the phone when I call, um, they're willing to pitch in, they give me ideas and they know my plans for that place you know, big picture, if resources continue to be, you know, we're blessed with resources at, at our flooring business and we're blessed with some phenomenal partners. If that continues, um, you know, and, and then the support from the riders and, and of the sport come, you know, that place will, will continue to evolve into, you know, um, my ultimate, you know, three to five year plan. Um, that place will, will really be something special um, no, as far awesome. as the grounds and the facility. Yeah. So, yep. you know, um, good help you know those guys and, and the team that's there and the people that want to see that place stay and and succeed is uh tremendous absolutely and uh you know speaking about piedmont floors uh you know you're the you're the owner there uh talk about that a little bit how did you how did you get into the flooring business and uh what made you want to you know have a uh company out here and all of that talk to me talk to me uh through that well, once again, you know, boys being boys doing silly things. Um, I became a father two months after I graduated high school. Gotcha. And so life had to start pretty, I, pretty quick for you. Yeah. And yeah. the job that I had, I was working in a local floor covering stores warehouse. And um, the owner basically understood that my life changed, was changing, and when, and and knew that I needed a more permanent solution to earn some income. And he offered me an opportunity to get on the sales floor. 
And um, I'd been in his warehouse for about a year and a half at that point. And uh, the rest is history. I kind of just worked my way with them. And then I tried to leave the industry five years later and another company um, pulled me back in and that was the floor show. And um, I worked for the family owned business, uh, the DeWitt family for four years. And then the manufacturers came knocking on my door, offering me a job. So then I took that, you know, that step in the industry and I went to work for Mohawk floor, you know, Mohawk industries. And um, then uh, I left that after three years in my first marriage, you know, family, it was a strain on the family to travel as much as I was traveling with that job. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I came back to, to Lynchburg where I, my home base was and my family was. And, um, my, uh, I, I knew somebody that had started a floor covering business a few years earlier in that town in Lynchburg. And, um, they were looking for a, a, an operating partner. Right. And so the marriage became that. And so I had Piedmont floor, you know, Piedmont floors, is it was previously Piedmont Floor Design, and when I got involved with it, we changed it from Piedmont Floor Design to Piedmont Floors. And um, 13 years later, um, you know, I I then decided to merge um, and and get back with the floor show, and thus it became Piedmont Floor Show in 2021, yeah. January of 2021. So gotcha. I came full circle. Yeah. You know, I came full circle. And the DeWitt family and I became partners, and uh, Mr. DeWitt's son and I have always been friends. And but but the labor, the, the, how I got here was because I I had to be a big boy, right? I made my bed, I had to sleep in it, as a, as they say, and I had to go provide for for another person, and I became second important in that situation. And my daughter was the first, you know, first and foremost thing that I was responsible for. Right. And then, and and God's blessed me, you know, uh, the heathen that I was, he continued to, you know, keep, you know, reminding me and tapping me, you know, and I've been lucky to be surrounded by great people in the industry, all self, you know, all entrepreneurs, um, self-employed folks and, um, good mentors along the way, um, with a little splash of working in the manufacturing industry side of one of the largest floor covering manufacturers in the world. And, yeah. You know, it, it just... The evolution of that. Did I know this is what I was going to do when I graduated high school? No, but um, I always said I wanted to be a, um, you know, something to do with an action sports tour guide back out in, you know, uh, Arizona, New Mexico, that area. Right. You know, get back out west because we, you know, we we transferred to the East Coast, and um, you know, I wanted to go back out west to the desert and that area where riding you could ride 365 days a year. Yeah, and, right. You're right, and yeah. all the things, and 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 I didn't know, really know what that looked like, but I thought, man, I could go be a tour guide. I used to do rock crawling stuff with jeeps, and you name it. But <clears throat> I just, I knew I wanted to do something fun and outside. But life came at me because yep. I created it a lot faster and couldn't think for my, you know, couldn't provide for myself anymore. I was responsible for someone else's well-being, and. Uh, floor covering was the the outlet, and I just stuck with it. I dropped out of college. I tried college, and I didn't. You know, I couldn't ban- manage the uh, the commitment to family, commitment to college, and the commitment to work. Right. And so college college was the least important out of the three. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, I I understand I, you. I went I went to two or three semesters of college and realized, you know, this is this is not for me. I've been you know racing since I was seven years old and have been around the sport and. Um, you know, I'm in the position that I am in, you know, now and, um, you know, able to, uh, do the things that, you know, I want to, and have been wanting to do, you know, and, 
Um, and it's good because it seems like you have a good head on your shoulders. And I think that that goes a long way, no matter, you know, what happened in the past, how quick you had to grow up, right? It's that you had the mentality of just keep fighting, keep going and, and make things work and look at you now, you know, it's 2023. Uh, you got a great flooring company. You're helping out the local motocross scene. You're still in action sports and, uh, you may not be on the West coast where you can ride 365 days, you know, days a year, but, um, you know, you're helping out a, you know, an, an awesome cause here for, you know, the action sport, uh, environment here. And, um, you know, there for a while it was kind of dying, but it seems like now it's, uh, it's growing. Can, can you elaborate on that a little bit? Cause I'm sure, you know, you can even see that it seems to be growing, uh, in this area, maybe, um, you know, faster than it was when you first got here. Yeah. So, you know, when, when I first started getting involved, I watched, um, you know, the VCHSS and the VXCS, and, and I didn't really know a whole lot about mo- motocross and supercross scene because that wasn't my discipline. Right. Um, but, but I watched the numbers dwindle in those series for a while, ultimately for the VXCS to per- almost go away. And then Josh Deal resurrected it, you know, yep. and, um, and so, um, but but COVID was very good for the industry because we, we got riding and there were so many people that it was their first race season or it was their second race season. And, you know, they were just getting into it. And so I think the uptick COVID created a very good thing yeah. um, for our, our industry because it was a sport that you could still do that did kept, you know, your spacing like it was supposed to and all of the things. And so it's continued. And, and, and what I'll say is maybe independently at our track the bigger events the numbers are there the, the the more localized events the numbers may not necessarily be you know as prominent but what i will tell you is is just in my handful of years of starting to pay attention to this um i've noticed a lot of places opening up other series is getting started um, the, the expansion of the sport within a couple hour radius of, of let's say Birch Creek and Lake Sugar Tree. Right. And yeah. so it's a, it's a, so that does tell you that the sport is flourishing and it is growing and there's more opportunity, um, you know, for riders to be able to ride. And, and right. so with, with that, I will say, yes, the, I've seen the numbers, you know, the, the opportunities for riders to, and, and rider attendance to grow. We've had events, you know, with, you know, 700 people down to 130 people so you know you i've seen everything in between and and those numbers that 700 600 whatever 90 weekend you know that was the peak and and the 130 ish is the is the you know the plateau you know or the the flat bottom but um it's uh it's exciting to see and where we're pulling riders from for a district 13 or I know I've got people coming from Ohio and West, you know, in, in West Virginia and, um, you know, New York that are going to come down that have messaged me that are coming to the district 13 race, you know, which is pretty cool. That's you know, awesome. it's a, it yeah. is a make, it's a district 13 mega ultra with victory sports. But when you look at that, that our reach is a little further than I really thought it would have been. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, that tells you people want to ride, um, and, and be part of it. And that doesn't necessarily make it that it's because of Birch Creek, but I just, that tells you that people are invested in wanting to ride and support local tracks. And, you know, um, 
that that's phenomenal, you know. So yeah. it's a great business to be in, in my opinion. You know, you got to ride the wave. Mother Nature knocks out races. I hated to cancel the last one because we had that place looking better than it's ever looked. Yeah. And I'm not just saying that. You know, this place has gotten a lot of TLC for the last 16 months, and yeah. it finally is starting to really everywhere you look, you can start telling it's happening. You know, and instead of just a little pit prick here and a little pin prick there, it's all those little things that started create a much bigger picture of what we're accomplishing at Birch and as far as the facility is concerned. So, yeah, no, that's awesome. And, uh, at least you get to show some light on it this weekend. Um, this weekend, obviously, just like you said, it's a district 13, uh, along with the victory sports mega and ultra and, uh, yeah, take me through it. How's, uh, how's the weekend looking? And, uh, yeah, I got, I bet you're really excited for this race this weekend. Oh man, we are, you know, it's been a little while since we've had the opportunity to ride and race at, at Birch. Um, and you know, I try not to step on anybody else's toes and, and do the less is more mentality. And, 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 you know, some riders don't understand that, but what I'll tell you is, is we want people here, but we also want to make sure that we're good stewards of our neighbors and our other in, in Virginia and in North Carolina that are running races and to try not to, to do anything on top of them. So yep. When somebody's fairly close with a big event, I try not to be open because I feel like that we're, um, you know, uh, cannibalizing the rider ridership opportunity, and it's and then it creates not good numbers for any for either place. Right. And so, um, and and at the end of the day, this opportunity coming up this weekend, you know, we've been away from the track for a while. Nobody's been able to ride there. We've been steadily working on things. The new deck will be able to be seen on the Supercross Tower by everybody. You know, some of the folks may have never seen the lights that we put up. So, you know, there's a lot of people that might come and be like, holy cow. So we're excited to host it and finally have some riding back. The track, because of how much work went into it a couple of weeks ago, the track held up really well after all that torrential rain on that Saturday yeah. of, um, you know, uh, that, that came through a couple of weeks ago on um, the tracks held up really well. Then mother nature doused us with a great steady rain. You got it too, I'm sure, uh, yeah. over the weekend. And so, man, the, the grounds are, the, the track surfaces are phenomenally well. There's, there's a good deep moisture in it. Um, we're ready. We're going to start plowing tomorrow and putting more water in and, uh, got the dozer out there you know everything's uh everything's going good so you know we're gonna open the gates uh friday uh they're gonna get to see my smiling face at the mm-hmm. gate for probably four or five hours until uh you know becca can get there and then uh you know uh we're gonna roll into saturday and be ready to rock and roll so um i'm, I'm really stoked for people to see it and then you know um hope the weather looks like it's favorable right now yeah um great you know what upper 70s low of the upper fifties. And so, uh, you know, we shouldn't be fighting the, the summer heat and yeah. dusty conditions and all the stuff. So yeah, man, I, I, I think it's a perfect recipe, honestly, as long as nothing takes a turn on mother nature's part. <laughs> yeah, no, I think, I think it's going to be really good. You know, I'm up here in Roanoke, so I'm getting about the same weather that you guys are getting. And yeah, it's just a little steady, little bit of rain that's been coming down and um yeah i mean i'm really excited i'm I, I, unfortunately i'm not able to make it this weekend i wish i could uh to come out to birch um but you know there's a uh, i do some training on the side too and um and forest right on the other side of lynchburg actually is where um i have a track at um it's sawyer beck's place and um yeah i'm actually really excited because i haven't rode myself in quite a while and i got a, a couple of training classes this weekend and i'll actually be really excited to go out there and ride because like you said we're not going to have to deal with 
A, weather, and B, the dryness of, uh, yeah. of the ground and all of that. So we won't have to do too much work. And, um, yeah, we've been in a little bit of a drought here uh, the last couple of weeks um, after that one good torrential downfall that we got that Saturday or that weekend. So, um, yeah, man, it, it, it looks like, all, you know, all the ducks are in a row and, um it seems like your investment is uh, is gonna is gonna do well over the next couple of years now. And um, yeah, gotta give it up to the sponsors on board here on this Imperative MX Local Scene Podcast, West Virginia Motorsports. If you guys need anything from bikes, UTVs, ATVs, scooters, golf carts, any sort of motorsport vehicle, motorcycles, anything that you guys need, go and check them out. Brand new location in Withville, Virginia as well. That one is called Virginia Motorsports. So if you guys need anything, uh, go up there, give them a call and uh, go and check out their brand new place up there in Withville, Virginia. Also PR Motorsports, your lo local uh, support rig trailer that is at the races from tires all the way up to numbers, hand guards, uh, clutches, um, brakes, rotors, anything that you guys need at the local races, PR Motorsports will be there. And Dirt Industries Custom Graphics, they've been doing a lot of stuff from banners to helmet wraps to graphics. Their stuff is high quality and top notch, and you can use 20% off using the code IMPERATIVEMX, no space, all caps, for 20% uh, off your next purchase from Dirt Industries Custom Graphics. And, uh, of course, Total Control Racing Suspension. Chad knows his stuff. He's been around the sport for many, many years and been doing suspension for the top guys in the sport from motocross to uh, the GNCC. So he knows his stuff away and his way around suspension and your suspension needs, and uh, he'll get you all dialed. So make sure to go and check out Total Control Racing Suspension. Now, let me... Let me ask you just on a on a business side when when you bought the place um did you expect to make your you know make your investment money back in a certain amount of time or were you like I know that this is going to take a while it's going to take a lot of money to um you know build a new deck and I'm sure you guys are going to probably build new towers and you know do uh do a bunch of other things lights and all of that stuff um you know what was your what was your plan like as far as an investment goes? Were you planning on to get it back quick, or were you just going to sit to the side and be like, "Hey, I know that this is going to be a long term deal, and uh, that's kind of the way it goes." What what was your uh, thought process through that? So, I, I was fortunate enough to to talk to Ken and Rusty and Carl and Ryan about kind of how the sport goes, right? Right. And I think I think a lot of people think track owners make. A tremendous amount of money and false. um it, and it's false it's <laughs> yeah. very false yeah that's know, why i asked the and, question and, that's why i asked yeah, so yeah i was optimistic because of the numbers the covid numbers i was really optimistic that you know we could do a three-year plan and i could do all these great improvements new roofs on everything new decks you know buy the dozer buy the skiddies bind water trucks get an irrigation system create a playground grade out level parking, re-gravel everything, create electrical hookups, you know, all this stuff, right? right and I was right. like, yeah. So, but, you know, as a, as a business owner and, and having great mentors, I, I outlined what my plan was and all of the things that, that, that I thought Birch could use and my idea and spin on making it um, a, a 
taking a, a page out of a campgrounds um, playbook and right. having the playgrounds, the gaga ball pits, the activities for the kids um, and, and creating the electrical infrastructure, the, you know, having site maps and being able to have your spot reserved ahead of time for a small fee and yep. that way you didn't have to rush there to get, you know, and do all this stuff. And then I knew it needed all this equipment. And so I knew it wasn't going to come back quickly, but I was a little too ambitious with my my plans to get all that stuff done because you know your best plan is your best plan until you really get you know you get into the meat and potatoes and then something breaks and the electrical system blows out of the ground and arcs between you know and you you fry your power system and then you got to do that and dump twenty thousand dollars there and you know and that and that's the thing you know it, it it really boils down to i knew this for me the plan all along with this purchase was life after floor covering for me, um, an outlet, an outlet for my family to, and, and, and myself to have something to do. You know, I'm passionate about it. My wife might not share the same passion, but she supports me entirely in in my wild adventures and, you know, all the business ventures that I've been involved in or I am involved in. And so, um, you know, I, I, I explained to her that this would be something that we could do, you know, when when floor covering is either taking care of itself or we have sold out and, you know, uh, it'd be a great outlet for us to do something, you know, 30 weeks out of the year, because yeah. let's be honest, there's, there's times of this and in this, in, in our area, the seasons that we have premium riding is probably 30 weeks out of the year. Yeah, right. And, right. um, the other, the other 22 are, it, you're playing roulette or you're, or you're definitely going to be down and out because it's it, 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 what mother nature throws at you with the winter and, and then the dead of summer, you know, it's hard to maintain and keep up with. So anyway, so I knew it was going to be a long-term investment, but, okay. um, and, and, and my return on that investment, it was going to take some time. Yeah. And, um, I, the great thing is, is, and that's what I tell people when, when they see me, you know, or they, they start talking to me about this. The phenomenal thing about all of this is Birch Creek doesn't pay, myself and there's a lot of people that volunteer so everybody i, I pay people and right, i pray right. and we pay you know but but i'm not drawing my income or i don't put food on my table this way or anything yet so every penny that that track makes people should be able to look around and see it's getting put right back into the facility now they might not physically see something on the grounds but i just spent you know six thousand dollars on new two-way radios for the track oh wow so yeah yeah, so we got 24 radios. We got all the shoulder mics, headsets, antenna, back, you know, all the stuff. And then I, I just bought some computers and a printer and some other things. And you know, those things add up after of, a while, you know. <laughs> absolutely, and and honestly, you know, it, it, you we might not net six thousand dollars after an event. Right. I mean, it takes a it takes a healthy event for the track to truly make it after you pay the electric bill, you pay the fuel bill. You know, you pay all your health, you, yep. you know, if you have, if you have machine payments or you don't have, you know, whatever it is, but right. at the end of the day, your net, your net is, um, you know, is not what people think. But the cool thing is, is I let that little bit keep stacking up until I can go dump and acquire, you know, something. And so I right. have a hit, you know, I have a wish list. I have a wish list. <laughs> don't we all, and, don't and, we all. <laughs> and, and, and so I just keep, I just keep saving for those items. No, and, that's good. You know, and other some things get added and something gets moved down based on, you know, want, need and, um, you know, that kind of stuff. But, uh, no, long, long-term, 
you know, I get it. It's going to take years. Yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, I love this and, and my goal is to grow this, that somebody else wants it later. Um, and, and wants the facility and, and to, to make it even better than I can make it. If right. that makes sense. So, yeah, no. And it sounds, know. it sounds like I said, you have a, uh, like I said in the beginning, you know, it seems like you have a very good head on your shoulders. You're not, um, you know, fast tracking into this thing, thinking that you're going to get your money back. You're a true passionate person about what you do and um, what you have done to the place and what you plan on doing with the place. And I think the, the campground situation, right, is, is a phenomenal thing because, you know, you might have that one kid that races, but the family has two other kids that don't race and they still need something to do, you know? And then for the for the people that need an RV hookup because, you know, they don't want to have to worry about getting to the track and trying to find a level spot and all of that. They just go right to their parking spot and, um, you know, I'm sure probably bathroom bathroom upgrades and concessions and all of that other stuff, you know, is coming into play. And, um, you know, you're you're doing all of these things uh, right. And I think I think a lot of people are going to see the rights that you're doing and know that you are a very passionate person for the sport and that's what that's what I really love to hear and uh, you know I heard it from a couple of people but you know I had to hear it from the horse's mouth right so um, you know and it's and it's awesome to hear and to see your enthusiasm for the sport and uh, for the local scene even if you didn't know much about the moto scene right um, but you knew you knew enough uh, to know that this place needed to be revived and get picked up and um, keep its legacy because of how uh, special it is, and I'm sure I'm sure Ryan told you and Ken and uh, Rusty and all of those guys. I'm sure they let you know that this is a um, a much needed facility and track for the local Virginia area because you know it's it's really only Lake Sugar Tree and and uh, Birch Creek now with Pro Sport gone. That was my favorite track. I have a lot of family from that Withville uh, area, and unfortunately that track's gone now, and there is no more, you know. So, um, you know, for having both of those tracks within a good amount of distance from each other and you guys holding, an, you know, a good amount of races throughout the year, um, that's really, really good, and it's, and it's what the scene needed, and uh, glad you were able to pick it up for sure. Well, I I certainly appreciate you, you giving you giving me that insight and that look, and I hear that it, it's it's just you know a reoccurring uh, statement by people that come up and and you know um, talk to me, and I think people are surprised that I'm not a moto guy, like right. I'm not a motocross guy, right? Um, and well, I, I didn't I will know say until this. you know we got onto this phone call, you know, so. But, yeah, I, I mean, Ryan, I was going to Ryan's training classes with my kid and bringing my bike, and, and he was convincing me to hit this or do that. And he can tell you some funny stories where I tried the old uphill triple after the dam, and you came past yep. the dam at Sugar Tree, and you went up, and then you turned around and you come down, and then it was that uphill double or triple option. And, you know, I tried it, and I disappeared, you know, and here comes Ryan. <laughs> oh, my gosh, you know, you all right? I'm like, yeah, my pride. But I, I literally – whipped it and never could bring and i didn't whip it on purpose right so let's just say let me just make sure i clarify let me throw that, that out there and yeah. I never, <laughs> yeah and i never i never could bring it back but luckily i landed with the downgrade of the, the landing yeah um and basically didn't high center you know high side or anything so i basically just landed sideways and was right down the bottom i went hurt my pride there was kids there was adults there we were all riding and i was like yeah i, I need to stick to the woods yeah. you know but but um, I, and I'll, I'll tell you this, I haven't ridden Birch Creek Motorsports Parks facility on a big bike yet since at all. 
and ever. Oh and wow! So I've only I've only ridden it on the KLX 110 or the CRF 110. Yeah. Um, and so I, you know, I'm a little I'm a little nervous to get my break a bike back out mm-hmm. and go do it because you know I don't have the seat time and the discipline. But man, I I salivate watching the guys jump you know, Mount Deacon and they go over and Rocky top and then they come by, you know, and hit the, hit the triple by the start line. Yep. You know, I'm like, man, it just looks so fluid and so fun. And then you see seven and eight year olds doing some of that stuff. And then <laughs> yeah. you're like, come on, man, you got this. Don't, you know, but I, what I will tell you is I get so excited every weekend to watch people ride and race and, and, um, my kids, you know, people think my kids ride all the time. They don't because they're still playing other sports and doing other things. But we all, you know, we all just love it and, and we get excited about it. And we're as much a fan of the sport as we are, you know, um, my kids are racers, a quad racer and a, and a bike guy and, and a bike racer. And so, um, but we're, we're equally a fan, you know, and a spectator. Yeah. And so um, I, I, I love it. I wish I could spend more time doing it. Yeah. And, I do want to say this to you. I couldn't do it without everybody that, that shows up on the week before a race and the race weekends, because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I'm still in elementary school when it comes to this. Right. Um, and, and I will, and, I, and you say there's only, you know, sugar tree and, and, and birch. I've had great conversations with, um, Travis at East Bend. I've had conversations with, um, you know, Mark and Mike and, 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 um, you know, a bunch of different track owners, Ezra, Ezra and Buds, you know, as and I talk and, and these guys have all been very good about crossing, you know, competitive lines. If they consider us competitors and we all understand that, Hey man, we're in this together. Like we are creating this for riders. Let's all, you know, share information and what works and what doesn't work. And these guys have been phenomenal. You know, everybody not, you know, Ryan's been in my corner from day one, but these other guys that, that have taken my phone call and shared information with me. Um, and, um, you know, Johnny at black ankle and these guys, you know, I think it's, it's a great time to be people, you know, this area and, and, and be in the moto game. Yep. Um, and, uh, you know, the, these guys have all been great and, you know, we just want to provide a great experience and, uh, you know, uh, Give people I, I, like a, you said, know, a weekend kind of like a like a little mini vacation just on your on your facility and uh, to hang out and those smiles on your faces when those uh, you know the smile on the kids faces and the parents races when they leave you know that 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 means more than probably anything any type of money right that like just seeing the people yeah. smile and being happy and excited to be there is probably worth more money than anything absolutely if I made it about money I wouldn't have done it based right. on what everybody told me that's right. And so I do believe that there's avenues to make money, um, in, in it. And, but, but, you know, I'm very, God has blessed us in our, in our business and, and other ventures that I've had. And so, you know, this is not about money. This is about experience. This is about the love of the sport and, and, you know, the industry and just motorized racing sports and general action sports that involve motorcycles, four wheelers, rally car, you name it, you yep. know, and, um, and and I hope that that translates into success. And if you do it for the right reasons, I think in the end, the, you know, you will you will be rewarded if you do it for the right reasons. So, right. Um, I feel like you take care of your 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 customer first, right? And um, if you do that, 
you know, your they'll support you and profits will come. And my thing that it is, is, I mean, I already, <laughs> you know, the 400 acres that's next door. Oh, yeah. I already tried to buy, I already tried to buy that. I mean, I was swinging big and they're, they're still not really interested in letting that property go. Right. But when I, when I tell you I have big aspirations, um, my aspirations don't necessarily match my wallet sometimes, <laughs> but if, if, if I do the right things at Birch, there's an opportunity for so much more to be done there because at, while I'm able to earn a living elsewhere, right. um, you know, it Birch gets it all back and basically the riders get it back. Yep. That's what it boils down to. It, it just makes it a better facility for, for the, the patrons of Birch Creek. So that's, that's um, right. And just like with me and imperative, right? Like I just started this as a business last year and, uh, you know, I do these podcasts for, you know, pretty much nothing right now, you know, until I get sponsorships down the road, but I'm not, you know, I'm not in it for the, for the money, you know, because if I was in it for the money, I wouldn't be doing this. I'd be back at college or, um, you know, um, working harder at you know at the job or whatever the case may be right but i'm such a fan and such a um person of the sport and i want to give back to the locals you know there really was no journalist uh from around this area that's willing to talk about these tracks talk to track promoters talk to track owners riders that sort of thing and you know we um you know i'm sure you've been told but we produce some of the best motocross racers in the you know in the world in the country um, right in this yeah. general area and uh, felt like it needed some spotlight to, um, you know, talk about. And, you know, that's the whole reason why I did Imperative and the reason why I do these podcasts and uh, website and all of that good stuff is um, to get the local scene back on its feet. You know, uh, back in the day, you know, we used to we used to race like 40 weekends a year, right? But these training facilities and these um, practice tracks and stuff kind of took it away and I felt like the local seeing district races were kind of getting pushed to the side by a lot of riders and uh, just trying to bring it back and try to bring some excitement back and um, you know all of that so I completely understand uh, where you're coming from and completely understand the mindset because like you said if it was you know if it was about money I wouldn't be here you know so or if yeah. it was about money I, w I wouldn't be here right but we do it for the love of the sport and for the riders and um, for the districts and and everything like that yes everybody is a competitor at some way shape or form but the more that everybody's willing to work together everybody's going to win so um that's kind of the way that i look at it and it's awesome to see that uh that you think the same um as well and um it's just really awesome to see and um man uh, is there anything else that uh you would like to say i appreciate you taking the time out of your day to uh, to speak to me about this. I know you guys got a big race this weekend, so everybody listening, make sure to go and check out Birch Creek this weekend, District 13, Victory Sports, uh, Mega, and Ultra Series. So it's a big race this weekend, and uh, looks like the track's going to be phenomenal, and you guys are going to see some new things uh, that are going to be in and around the facility this weekend. And, um, yeah, like I said, Charles, I appreciate it. Is there anything else uh, that you'd like to say? No, I, you know, I just want to tell you, thank you for thinking of us and giving us a, a voice and for people to hear. And, you know, the, the only other thing that I could tell folks is, is if you haven't spoke to me yet, please come up and talk to me. Um, I like to hear, I like to hear the good, the bad, you know, and, and I, I definitely like to hear wants and needs and, um, and, and truly I, I appreciate each and every person that shows up. And I try to make sure I tell people that when I see them. Um, and, uh, you know, I, 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 I'm just 
new to this. So, uh, you know, there's going to be some growing pains along the way, but, yep. but I've got good people in my corner, but I definitely know I'm going to make a mistake along the way here or there. And, and, uh, but the, the end, the end desire for us is to make Birch, um, you know, uh, a phenomenal facility that, that people want to come ride, play and stay and, um, and, and just really, uh, become family, you know? <laughs> yeah, yep. No, that's, uh, I completely, uh, agree with you on that and uh man it's it's awesome to see and uh charles again thank you very much for coming on to this uh imperative mx local scene podcast and uh i'm sure we'll talk soon i'll get my i'll get my butt down to uh beautiful sutherland virginia and uh at some point and uh yeah we'll uh finally talk face to face but it was really good to hear from you i'm sure the listeners will really enjoy this conversation as well and uh like i said have a good weekend and uh if you ever need anything from my side you let me know and uh yeah man have a good weekend and uh, i appreciate it very much well you do the same i appreciate the time and you have fun training over there tell sawyer and them i said hello because they're they let me ride over at their place back when i was training with hair scramble and stuff okay, and cool. the beck fa- the beck family's phenomenal i don't live far from there i'm just on the other side i'm on 460 side oh wow forest, yeah. but uh yeah. yeah so we're not far but you you have a good weekend out there as well and, and i'm sure i'll lean on you for some things and uh you know any anything that i can add you you know to, to your uh business venture please you know don't hesitate to ask as well all right awesome i appreciate it charles and uh yeah Charles Snyder from Birch Creek Motorsports Park. Uh, Head on up there, and, uh, yeah, have a good day. I appreciate it. All right, bro. Peace. Later. And that was Charles Snyder, owner of Birch Creek Motorsports Park in beautiful Sutherland, Virginia. And, man, that was a really good conversation. Glad that uh, he's got a good head on his shoulders. Like I said, you know, I've never uh, had a chance to speak with him. I've known he's been an owner for a while and um, never – got a chance to actually speak face to face with him every time I was there he was always working and always uh trying to do stuff around the facility and didn't really want to bug him too much but uh you gotta give it up to him for giving me that 45 minutes or so of his time and his busy schedule uh to talk about the track what his plans are how he got started uh in it his background in the sport his uh business venture with Piedmont Piedmont Floors and helping out tracks and series with sponsorships working with Ryan Smith and of course, the race this weekend at District Thir- or for District 13, uh, and the Victory Sports Mega and Ultra Series going down this weekend, September 30th through October 1st at Birch Creek. And man, it's uh, it's awesome to see. Yeah, that's it for this episode number two. Great conversation, like I said, with Charles Snyder from Birch Creek Motorsports Park. Thank you guys, the the listeners, for listening to this episode. And until next time, we'll see you later.